Happy Saturday and welcome to Wake Up With Marcy. It's time to get inspired, empowered, and learn to live our happiest lives. We do this through stories of hope, celebrity inspiration, education, and resources. Listen, we all care so much about our physical health, weight gain, and weight loss. People are trying to figure out how to best lose the weight and are tapping into how genetics and other disorders might make it a little more difficult to shed those extra pounds. Here with us today to talk about the relation to your thyroid and weight loss is author and founder of Be Balanced, Don Catilla. Next, we meet animal lifestyle expert, Larissa Wool. She educates us on how pet adoption is at an all-time high, but the understanding of what our pets might need may be a little out of touch. We find out some key ways to make sure that our furry friends stay active and out of mischief. We will then meet international sustainable brand consultant and fashion stylist, Cassandra Dittmer. We will talk about citizen brand, the joys of sustainable fashion, and how we can lessen our carbon footprint while also staying fashionable. Lastly, we meet Dr. Philip Painter, the Chief Medical Officer of United Healthcare Medicare and Retirement. He is here to clear up any discrepancies and to make sure you're getting the most out of your policies and healthcare program. We're going to talk about weight loss and your thyroid with Don Cotillo, author of The Hormone Shift. Welcome to the show, Don. Thank you, Marcy. I'm excited to be here today. I'm excited too, because there are so many women out there that are struggling. So one of the first questions I do want to ask you is your thyroid gland. Does that really affect our weight? Well, it seems like it would, and everybody talks about that. But when you think about it, only about 12% of people in the United States, mostly women, are on thyroid medication, have a thyroid condition, but 42% are obese. So Logically, that doesn't make sense because if there was a direct correlation, everyone that had a thyroid, I mean, that had a weight problem would have a thyroid problem. So basically what we need to look at today, is it a primary problem? Is there something wrong with your thyroid that it's not outputting enough thyroid hormone? Or is it a secondary problem? Something with your lifestyle, diet, uh, over-exercising, toxins, stress. And that's what we want to look at today. Which is it? Because the secondary is most likely what it is. Gotcha. So let's talk about weight gain in women. And when does this really start happening? I mean, is there an age where women more commonly start gaining weight? Yes, I would say usually it's after like getting close to 40, 35, 40, perimetopause, menopause, but really a woman can be imbalanced at any age. So looking mm-hmm. at this diagram here, this makes it simple, right? Most women are under stress. So that increases the hormone cortisol. Okay. So when the hormone cortisol is high, the body can't keep up with that demand. So the body takes another female hormone, sex hormone, progesterone, converts it into cortisol, and that leaves and that supplies the cortisol demand so we don't die then it leaves the woman dominant in estrogen and low in progesterone. The problem with that is estrogen fights the thyroid. It causes you to put on weight. You're hungry. Your mood is bad. You're not sleeping. Progesterone is a friend to the thyroid. It's calming. And it tends to cause people to be able to lose weight, burn fat. Their mood is better. Their sleep is better. So we have to balance these two hormones. And that's the key to weight loss. So if you have a thyroid problem, there's a 99% chance you have this imbalance, but you could have this imbalance and gain weight and not have a thyroid problem. And that's what we're trying to distinguish between. 
All right. So let's talk more about the natural hormone balancing. How do we do that? Okay. So natural hormone balancing is something I came up with. It's not just about diet and exercise, but it's not about hormone replacement. It's about balancing. So we get insulin levels down, right? And people know that this is so common. Like let's not eat as much sugar, alcohol, caffeine, but that's fine. But if we don't then balance cortisol and the other sex hormones, that's good. That's going to be an issue. So let's get rid of carbohydrates. Let's get rid of a lot of dairy and gluten. And that'll help if you have a immune problem as well with your thyroid. So let's do that first. And then let's lower cortisol. Let's do yoga, meditation, something daily. And then you want to gently raise progesterone and there's plant-based progesterone to be balanced. We use natural plant-based USP progesterone, bring it up. It balances with estrogen. Oh, and the woman feels relaxed right away. She doesn't have a strong appetite. She's able to lose weight. And it literally goes in and helps to support and balance the thyroid. And that's what's key. So natural hormone balancing is key to losing weight and also balancing your thyroid all at one time. Okay. So where do we get all these things? <laughs> okay. Okay. Because I just know that so many people struggle with this and you're, you're talking all of these wonderful things and how we can do it, but how do we actually move forward and make this happen? Well, I would say the best thing to do is if someone's going to get a thyroid test and they're concerned, they want to get a full thyroid test. You want to get T3, T4, you want to get reverse T3, and you want to get TSH as well as some other thyroid tests for immunity. So if you really think thyroid your issue, go to your doctor and check, but most likely it's not. So coming to more of a holistic health center, like Be Balanced, you can do a complimentary consultation. It's virtual. And we will look at this with you. We'll look at all your symptoms. But if you have any PMS or menopausal symptoms, or you have excessive weight, you almost 90% have it have an imbalance between estrogen, progesterone, estrogen dominance, whether it's a thyroid problem or not. But about 85% of our clients that come to us have to lower their thyroid medication with their doctor's help. So here's an example, Manal Rule. She basically came to us. She couldn't lose weight. She was jacked up on a really high amount of thyroid medicine for years. Couldn't sleep, depressed, 40 pounds. She worked with us at, with her doctor. We worked with her doctor. Mm-hmm. He slowly lowered the medication. She was able to lose 36 pounds in about two and a half months. Thrilled. Wow. Depression went away. She also, see, thyroid... Well, I know we're going to get into this, but thyroid medication is stimulatory in nature, which means mm. think of like caffeine or anything like an, anything that stimulates your adrenal gland. It makes your blood sugar go like this and you can't lose weight like that. Plus, you can wow. end up with insulin resistance. So thyroid medication, the new research, it's even stated on the website of one of the largest thyroid hormone thyroid harm producers that it does kind of mess with your blood sugar and that's going to keep you from gaining weight. So that's why you really want to see it also keeps T4 from converting to T3. What's that do? That keeps you from being able to um, use the active form of the thyroid hormone. And it also can block the thyroid hormone from hitting the receptor site because it can turn to reverse T3. So there's other things going on. So talk with your doctor about that. But if you want to get more of a holistic view, what can I do with my diet exercise to make my medicine work more efficiently? That's Mm going to cause your doctor to, or your thyroid to work more efficiently to maybe lower the medication because the medication makes it really hard to lose weight. That's, that's the sad irony about this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So Don, you have shared so much incredible information. So can you tell us where we can find more because you are going to help a lot of women out there and thank you for what you're doing. Sure. I'm excited about it. I just tell people you want to get a free consultation, a virtual consultation or in person, learn a little more. We actually in New York, I, I don't know where all this covers, but we have um, Garden City in Rochester and we work virtually. We have about 25 centers around the country because women are the same everywhere. But going to BeBalancedCenters.com, you can take a free hormone assessment, see what hormones are in balance. 
do a free consultation, read some information there. We just, we start with education, Marcy. And that's why I love your show because you're educating women. That's what we want to do. That's the first step to making changes. Yeah, it's so important. Education is power. That's where we make the change. So Dawn, thank you again so much and have a wonderful day. Thank you, Marcy. Next, we meet animal expert, Larissa Wool. She will be sharing with us some ideas to keep our furry friends entertained in the cold or at any time and out of mischief. We will also meet Cassandra Dittmare, international sustainable brand consultant. She is a fashion stylist that is dedicated to lessening the carbon footprint of the fashion industry, all while staying ethically fashionable. I'm so excited about this next guest. She is an animal lifestyle expert, Larissa Wool. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. There's so many important topics to get to. I just love discussing animals. I know. And I love animals too. And they are such a blessing to the family, but also they're a lot of work. And Yeah. And I know that so many people out there have gotten pets over the holiday time or over the pandemic. Life is changing. And maybe now they're thinking this isn't going to work for us. So what do you say to that? How can we make it work? Yes, it happens every single year. The pandemic just brought it to life even a little bit more. Um, And then the holidays, everybody wants to open that cute, adorable puppy under the Christmas tree. And the kids all say they're going to help out. And it's so fun and so cute. And then come mid-January, start of February, mid of February, everybody's going, oh my goodness, what did we get ourselves into? And unfortunately, many people then turn around and either rehome their dog or bring it to a shelter, hoping somebody else will, you know, come in and fall in love. And shelters right now and rescue organizations are in crisis mode. They are so full. So Larissa, let's talk about those hard times because, you know, there there is so much, our, our dogs, like, They get so anxious in the house. It's not just about taking them on a walk or letting them out back. How are we getting them engaged and not bored and ruining our furniture? That is, that was the key word, bored. Most problem behaviors that arise when you have a dog are human based (laughs) because we don't always have the time to keep them as busy as they need to be. Dogs are animals. They love to run. They need exercise. They need to sniff new smells. So just letting them out in your backyard time and time again, they get bored. It doesn't quite do what most people think it does. I mean, obviously it's great if you have a backyard, but they need to go on walks. So something I think is so underestimated are daily walks. A, it helps you bond with your animals, especially if they're new to your family. B, it creates a routine, which is of utmost importance when it comes to a new pet. And C, it allows them to explore their world. Dogs kind of get their research about their whereabouts through smells, new smells. So that is so important. That's actually one of the reasons why in a shelter environment, dogs decline so quickly because they're not out and about exploring and sniffing and, and seeing new sights. And that's so important to them. So that's something that A, I would 
recommend starting with at least walks if you can jogs or letting them go play at the dog park throwing the ball get that exercise out that way they're not going to be chewing on your couch or on your shoes or climbing or whatever it is that you don't really enjoy and want all right to do. so let's say larissa you can't get out and do the walks as much as you would like to i know there's some things you can do in home <laughs> Yeah, that's so true. Depending on where you live, depending on the weather, depending on your exhaustion rate, there are things you can do inside. A, simple training commands. People also underestimate this. Getting your dog to learn how to sit, stay, come down, all those really simple ones, A, they're helpful for your dog to know. B, it tires them out. It's like mental exercise for them. You do that every day for 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at night to start, it'll wear them out. You know what? We could talk about so much more and unfortunately only so much time. So for someone that is looking, you know, on the fence, they want to keep the dog, but it's just become too much. The cost and and also the time that's involved and maybe life is changing a little bit. How can they find more information, Larissa? Well, A, I would check my website out, savedbythel.com. I would also always go to your local shelter, not to necessarily surrender your dog, but to find out different resources in your area. There are a lot of low-cost vaccine clinics, if that's an issue, or low-cost veterinary care. There's doggy daycare. You can, you know, a variety of prices. There are websites that help you getting a dog sitter that can range in prices. Or you can talk to your friends and family, see if they're missing out on some cuddly companionship or want to chip in and help. So there are really a lot of ways that you can get, you know, good care at a reasonable cost. The other thing is, thank goodness for the internet. There are so many fantastic, fantastic videos about training your dog in the house or outside of the house that you can just pull one up for free and go spend an afternoon working with them and doing that. And it, again, helps keep them happy, you happy, and it's free. Last but not least, if you do have the financial ability, doggy daycares can be great. And that wears them out like nothing else does. And you you can find all different ones in your area. I always say, talk to them first, make sure they do a meet and greet so that you know your dog is compatible with the other dogs in their care. Make sure they do ask for vaccination records because that's obviously important if they're going to be interacting with a lot of different animals. And that, by the time you pick them up, I promise they will be wiped out. You'll give them dinner and you probably won't hear from them till the morning. (laughs) Exactly. And it's so worth it in the end. You just got to get through those couple of hard years. I was just going to say, I heard a quote that said the first year of having a dog is called the wonder year because you wonder how you got through it, which is so true. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Oh, Larissa, thank you so much for coming on the show and helping us with our fur companions. We, I, 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 to myself, I love them so much. So thank you for all of your expert advice. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. There's never been a more important time to collectively become more aware of how we as individuals, corporations, and businesses are affecting the planet, what we buy, where we shop, and how those items are made. Joining us to discuss which eco-friendly brands are putting the planet first is international sustainable brand consultant, Cassandra Dittmer. Welcome, Cassandra. Great to have you on the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. So this is just so important. I can't wait to hear more about this. So tell us what it means to be eco-conscious and how can we embrace 
eco-conscious living practices? Yes. You know, being eco-conscious means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. You know, it can be a bit unregulated and intimidating. Sometimes just starting can be, can be the hardest part. So I have three guiding principles, three E's that help me navigate the space. It's how do you consider the ethics, the economics, and the environment in every purchase and make the best decision possible. So embracing and embarking on this eco journey, you know, I consider these three E's and I also consider shopping my values. I find that that's a very digestible place to start. So maybe you're vegan or maybe you prioritize shopping locally or working with alternative energy sources and other facets of your life. How do you translate that to clothing? And I find that that helps you form a deeper connection with your purchases and you know your accessories. Yeah, so let's talk about brands and corporations embracing the same practice. Yes, so there is an increased need across many industries, specifically fashion, for transparency. Brands are driving it, but also consumers are really hungry for this information. You know, there's other areas of, of the world and industries where we just know more information. You know, there's no FDA in fashion. There's no nutrition label for your clothing. And so people are starting to ask questions, you know, were the workers paid fairly? Are these truly natural materials? You know, is the marketing information I'm seeing on your website real or am I being, am I being greenwashed? And so it's important as an industry expert and consumer to prioritize working with brands like Citizen that really walk the talk. You know, they have a great reputation. They continue to challenge and elevate the space. And they're also experts in in educating consumers. And I think sometimes that piece is forgotten and it helps Mm -hmm. to call in a more conscious consumer and just not leave people out. That's incredible. So let's talk more about what Citizen has done uh, their background, their history, and what have they done with the Eco Drive? Yes. So, Citizen really is a heritage brand that designed with sustainability in mind. They're over 100 years old um, as a company, but in the 70s is when Eco Drive was created. And so, this is around the time like global awareness and interest in alternative sources of clean energy became really popular. So Citizen responded with the first ever light-powered watch in 1976, and it is equipped with EcoDrive, this technology that's all about the replacement of batteries as an alternative power source. So quartz batteries um, typically end up in landfills and really are the most wasteful part of designing a watch. It's important to have brands like Citizen who have pioneered designing a watch that not only never needs battery, but can also be powered by any light source. Wow. You know, there's so much information out there that we we really are not privy to. So let's talk about also what the brand is doing to support nonprofit organizations. And these organizations are focused on the environment. So tell us more about that. Yes, it's really important for Citizen to, you know, be a part of building this global community that's um, focused on the environment. They work with 1% for the planet, and specifically, they work with Everybody Solar. That's a campaign that they're rolling out. Uh, every Everybody Solar is a, an amazing nonprofit that works with other nonprofits by offsetting 100% of the cost of solar installation. So it's really this win-win because we're able to help put funds back towards the nonprofit's primary mission 
and their partnership lowers CO2 emissions and energy costs and really just helps these nonprofits focus on their impact. And by doing so, Citizen is encouraging consumers to share their purpose in light-inspired moments. Wow. And, and where can we go to share those and get more information? Yes, you can go to citizenwatch.com. All right, fantastic. All such important information. I thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing with us about it. Thank you so much for having me. All right, have a great day. Bye. Next, we hear about making the most of your Medicare plan with Dr. Philip Painter, Chief Medical Officer of United Healthcare Medicare and Retirement. So now we're going to talk about making the most of your Medicare plan. Millions of Americans had the opportunity to make changes to their Medicare coverage last fall. But being proactive about Medicare coverage doesn't end once the annual enrollment period is over. Joining us now to discuss how people should most effectively use their Medicare plan benefits to support their overall well-being is Chief Medical Officer at United Healthcare Medicare and Retirement, Dr. Philip Painter. Welcome to the show, Dr. Painter. Great. Thanks for having me. So the pandemic is still affecting us. So how can people take advantage of their Medicare plan benefits to try to get or stay healthy during these challenging times? Well, it's a new year and many people have new health plans with new coverage and new benefits that they're trying to understand. So really important that they take a look at that coverage and understand what their benefits are and, and how to best use the for their health care and benefits. And a great place to start is think about what preventive or screening services you might be due for. Medicare health plans have really comprehensive coverage around healthcare screenings and, and preventive care. So that's a great place to start in the new year. And then if you have a Medicare Advantage plan, take a look at some of the extra benefits or extra coverage you may have. Things like dental, vision, hearing, even coverage of some over-the-counter medications or healthy foods. And for example, at United Healthcare, we have a program called Renew Active, where our members get a fitness club membership where they can work on their health and stay healthy throughout the year. Or we also have a program called House Calls, where we send a nurse practitioner into your home to do a comprehensive healthcare assessment and give you a great healthcare plan for the rest of the year so you can stay safe and stay healthy. I love that. So, okay. So many people are eligible for Medicare. They're retired or living on a fixed income. So really every dollar counts. What tips do you have to help them manage their healthcare costs? Well, it's important that you not only plan your healthcare needs for the year, but also kind of your healthcare finances for the year. So Again, take a look at that at that health plan and coverage. See what your out-of-pocket costs might be for different services like physician visits or tests. See what happens if you go out of network and what your cost share may be. So that's a, a good way to look and save costs by staying in network. And then get a feel for your maximum out-of-pocket spend. Is there a cap on that? Original Medicare doesn't have a cap on your spend, but Medicare Advantage plans do. And then Take a look at your pharmacy costs. That's that's really a key place 
where you can have an impact on your spend. And three things there, look and see if you can get home delivery for some of your, your maintenance medications. You can oftentimes get 90 or 100 days supply delivered to your home at significant cost savings. And have a conversation with your doctor about generic medicines. Understand if there's some options for generic medicines that would be right for you, which will definitely give you savings around your out-of-pocket expense. And then if you use a local pharmacy, make sure that that pharmacy is in your plan network. You can get significant cost savings by using an in-network pharmacy, just like if you use an in-network doctor or an in-network hospital or other services. So all great ways to kind of assess your new health plan and understand how you might be able to save a little bit of money in the coming year. Yeah, so because we all know how expensive prescription drugs can be. So those are all fantastic. So how can we learn more? Because you have so many things that are incredible to stay healthy and save money with Medicare plans. Well, if you have a United Healthcare plan, you can go to UHC medicarehealthplans.com or flip over your new ID card that you just got. Typically, there's a phone number on there. You can call your health plan and talk with them about how best to use your benefits and what's the right thing for you in terms of your coverage. And that's great too, that you can actually reach someone and they can help you with your plan. So thank you so much for coming on the show. All valuable information. You're welcome. Thank you all so much for joining me today on Wake Up With Marcy. I always love spending this time with you. I learned so much today and I hope you did too. Check out my guest at wakeupwithmarcy.com. Please sign up for my email list. Also, you can pre-order my book, Chaos to Clarity on Amazon. You can also do it at my website. Again, that's wakeupwithmarcy.com. Follow me on social media. I hope you guys all have an incredible week. Be kind to yourself, kind to others, and I'll see you next Saturday.